Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Abigail Sunday, and we are back again for a, another episode on the Rebranded Woman Podcast. Today, we have a great opportunity of sitting down with such a great woman. Her name is Miriam Martins. Today, we will be talking about goal setting, how to plan the right way, and how to do things effectively when it comes to setting goals for yourself. So sit back and stay tuned, y'all, for another episode of the Rebranded Woman Podcast. Today, we are we have the privilege of sitting down and speaking to a great woman. Her name is Miriam Martins. Miriam Martins is a partner and the founder of Zar Consulting. She is a certified leadership color code interpersonal skills trainer. She has delivered leadership and management workshops for various companies, schools, small groups, and nonprofit organizations. She also holds a Six Sigma in quality management certification from the University of Houston. And she is awaiting to take the board examination. Miriam comes with over seven years of experience in leadership and management in banking and finance. And she is an active member of the American Society for Quality, a global leader in quality improvement and standards and she is a volunteer mentor within the Elif School District. Zar Consulting partners with executive leadership to bring effective management strategies to their organization by incorporating cutting edge color code personality science. Zar provides leadership workshops, executive leadership coaching, and leadership retreats to all of its clients within the oil and gas, healthcare, and consulting sector. Zar Consulting operates in the USA and in Africa. I mean, that's an amazing woman. So that's the reason why I wanted to I, I wanted to sit with Miriam Martins because I know that she has an experience, extensive experience in teaching people and teaching companies, women, men on how to um, set goals and actually achieve them. And one of the interesting things about Miriam Martins' um, consulting agency is that they specialize in a special unique personality science called the color code i'm sorry i know i i i gave the people a mouthful but i just want to want you to introduce yourself and then i want you to talk about what the color code is and what is so unique about it Thank you so much. Um, thank you so much, Abby. Wow, that's a whole lot. I didn't even realize that was such or so much. But hey, as I'm sitting down here, I'm like, oh my, that's a lot. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, you already said it all about the color code. It's a cutting edge um, personality kind of assessment where you're being assessed based on your personality type. 
So I know a lot of people would be would have been familiar with personality types and would have taken a lot of personality assessment. Now the uniqueness of the color code personal assessment to me that blew my mind is just a simple um, sentence that says understanding the inner you. So what that means is you got to first of all understand who you are. So that is the uniqueness of it. You can never really do to be your best to do your best if you don't even have a under, if you don't have an understanding of who you are. It starts from you. It's what you understand about you that reflects how others are going to see you. So that's the uniqueness, the fact that we deal with your colors which um you know your color types which tells about you your uniqueness, your strengths, and how you can speak other people's language. So that's another interesting thing. So the color codes, first of all, helps you identify your inner you and how you can speak other people's language. And of course, in your mind, if I can speak what, if I can speak what um, Abby's language, if I can speak, you know, Danny's language, then um, conflict resolution and, you know, will be limited. So that's the uniqueness of you know the color code concept understanding the inner you and getting to speak other people's language and understand why they do what they do why do i be do this why do i do this why do um, mr a or mr b do this getting to understand why they do that based on their personality type which simply just summarizes the motive behind what they do it's i think it's just so amazing because generally in life everything starts with the motive what is the motive of why i'm doing this why i have to do this and once you can get an understanding of that you can best be on board with any or everybody that's awesome and i know that i i i I have research i even took listen guys i even took the color code personality test and i was a blue i was a blue guys and i just want you to talk about how many colors how many personality colors are there in the color code Okay, so we have four. We have the red. The red uh, is driven by power. We have the blue. The blue is driven by intimacy. We have the white. And, um, you know, the white is driven by peace. And we have the yellow. The yellow is driven by form. So those are the the four color types that we have. And those are the motives, what drives them. So a red is driven by power. A blue is driven by intimacy. I remember when Abby took it. You know, <laughs> it, 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 she was like, okay. And, you know, we, we talked about it for a little bit. I could just figure out her personality. I could just figure out her person and that made our relationship so awesome, so unique, you know, so full of a lot of respect and understanding of one another, understanding already what one, one can give and what one cannot give, understanding boundaries. Because with people like Abby, you need to understand boundaries. <laughs> yes. You know, hey. So, you know, she finally took it. And you understand, um, the amazing thing about the blues, I'm just gonna talk because I'll be too kid and she needs the blue, is the gift of loyalty, the gift of loyalty. So it's so awesome. So those are the four colors and that is what drives um, the, the, the driven force or the driven factors behind these four colors. So I have a question. So when you, before you take on a client, of course they're gonna take, you give them the, pers- the, co- the color code personality test, right? Okay, so after they take this code, uh, after they take the test and you determine what their personality color is, how do you help them? How does it help you setting out a set out a plan for them 
to achieve certain goals that they set for themselves. Okay. So now remember, if you don't have an understanding of you, you're going to struggle in a lot of ways. So that's one of the ways that I help them. One, the color code helps you understand who you are. Okay. It helps you understand your driven force, your motives. So what so, motivates you? So since I'm a blue, and if I come to you and say, you know, I have certain goals I want to set. I want to lose 30 pounds in three months. Um, knowing my personality and knowing that I'm more intimacy driven, how would you set up a plan for me? Okay, great. First of all, one very thing I always tell a blue is don't, 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 don't kill yourself. Don't beat yourself up because that's one of the things that they struggle with. You know, and they are very good at setting high standards and goals for themselves. That's another thing. So the first thing I want to tell you as a blue will be, okay, we're going to take it easy on you because you already set high goals for yourself. You know, you have, you want to be good and perfect in everything that you do. You have a high goal. You have a high standard already as a blue personality. You set this high standard for yourself. And I want to help you understand that in as much as you said it, you're human. Yes. And you cannot, you know, so don't over, you know, rock your body or yourself. Be nice to yourself. Show some love to yourself while you're setting these goals. Okay. You know, so that kind of, you know, that kind of make you not get frustrated where you're not getting in. And that kind of make you understand that, you know, hey, I'm human and I cannot stress my body or stress myself, you know, by over being over zealous or over wanting of this. Okay. Now, I know that I read about the uh, white personality, right? And yeah. I know that they they love peace and everything, but I also read that they kind of a bit slow to like doing certain tasks. So how would you approach a white personality type? Well, that's a good question also, because I, I, I mean, in my place of work, I've seen all colors. Now, yes, the white, one thing about them that is amazing is that they are very logical people. They're logical and they give you correct, you know, very good um, advice or very good, um, they can advocate very well for you. Now, yeah, they take the time to get something. So what do you do? You kind of, you know, you could set the day, you could set the day, the order of the day. You could put a list. You could hand it over. You could also put a time to it and say, hey, you understand these are the things that we need to get done or these are the things that, you know, myself and you have agreed in, in getting done. So I'm going to be holding you accountable, you know, to present this at this time. Is that okay? You understand? And so you help them set the list and you help them. So they're not on their own relaxed time. Okay. They're not on their own relaxed time. I remember one thing I always tell everyone when we work on the color code is we are all 100% responsible for delivery. Mm. We are all 100%. That is why I'm understanding you. You are understanding me. You know I would want this thing delivered at this time. I know that you work with, you understand? But regardless, we all have to meet each other in a very reasonable and appropriate time frame. So whatever you need to do, if you don't do it, knowing you're not the only one on board, I suffer. Mm. Suffer. Yeah. And I like that. And I think that's a good way. Like, like that's something that I'm going to use. Like I am a hundred percent responsible for the things that I do, but I also need to know that the things that I do can affect the people around me and can even affect 
their process and their day-to-day activity. So I think that's a great thing uh, for, for white personality types. You make a list and you give them a time frame so they can get things done quickly and, you know, stay on, stay on, on a roll. So I have a question. Um, I know you do also mentor women. I know that you are also the founder of Shawls of Hope. And let me just tell you something, ladies. Do you know that Miriam Martins is also, she is a minister. She is a prophet of, uh, of the Lord. So I just love that. I love women who are doing awesome things in business, but are also doing great things for the kingdom. So I want to know something. When you mentor women and they come to you and say, oh, um, I'm struggling and, um, you know, I set, I'm, I was supposed to save this amount of money each month, but I didn't do it. I wasn't saving. I wasn't doing anything. Um, so I fell back on my bills and everything like that. How do you guide them? What are ways that you uh, help them stay on track with their goals and different aspects of their lives? Okay, great. Before I answer that question, let's just talk a little bit about Shows of Hope. Actually, I would say that that would be my first priority or my first job. Like I always say, I'm first of all an advocate for Christ Jesus. And that's just it. There's no compromise. And then every other thing follows. um, Zach Consulting and every other thing that gifting that God has given me to his glory follows. But um, the ministry, um, which is Shows of Hope Outreach and Shows of Hope Ministry, is my number one priority. And by the grace of God, is is dealing and working with battered, beaten, and broken women. Women who's been through some kind of brokenness, who's been some kind of battering, who's been to some through some kind of oppressions, and as a survivor victim by the grace of God in that area. So this is always very, very deep for me when I talk about it. And um, it's a passion. It's a passion to see women rise. It's a passion to see women re-strategize, restart again. So first and foremost, I've been in there. Like these questions you've just asked me, I've been in there. I've been where I've misused or mismanaged funds and I'm I'm struggling, I'm, I'm running behind and now I'm regretting or so many things. But one thing I always use myself, a, a good leader is always an example. You have to, you have to be an example. So coming from this point that I have experienced and what I have learned in the experience and by the grace of God, the wisdom that he has given to, um, to help us pass through this, is the fact that first of all, you have to be held accountable. This what is called accountability. Now, listen, there's accountability, spiritual accountability and physical, you know, um, accountability. I believe that everything that you're accountable with in spiritually will reflect in your physical life. So um, one of the things that I would tell a woman, which I, I had to find out for myself, was I was not spiritually accountable to the things that God placed in my hands. Now, when I'm not accountable, I just feel like I didn't hold God any, 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 um, you know how you give like a rundown. I didn't, I didn't owe him any of that. So I was careless. So I was like just spending and not putting priorities and setting priorities. First of all, understanding the reason for getting what I got. So most times when women tell me, oh, they spent and they, they're running up, um, you know, behind the, the bills and all that. The first thing I want to say is this, did you understand the reason why you were giving that once? you have an understanding 
where you I mean that that where you how how could have how could we have held you accountable understanding that it was coming from a source did you report it did you present it to who gave it to you did you let him lead you and guide you how to how to use those funds how exactly did you start using the funds so these are things that we have to we first have to catch it from from the foundation you know when when you get something from when god gives you a blessing when he gives you stuff a lot of times we just take it and wrong we don't even go back to say okay lord thank you very much this you've given me now i need your guidance i need your direction teach me how to use it i don't know yeah teach me how to use it and then he begins to put things in order for you based on priority and you have to stay in obedience because sometimes yeah you see that shoes you see that bag that you want funny enough we were just talking about this yesterday but there's what is called accountability and discipline so how it's do so- i allow how do how do i allow god to lead me oh we i mean personally you want to allow god to lead you you have to first of all surrender yourself to his will to him you have to first of all that's the first thing if anyone even needs to lead you you need to you know come down you need to put yourself down so first of all you have to surrender you have to give it up to God you have to tell him you have to make him understand that he's all in charge he is in control he is the one that will you know you, I, there's one scripture that is in my mind as we're talking remember the lord said when he was leaving he told his disciples he said i'm leaving but i'm going to leave you i'm going to leave you um the comforter the holy spirit the one who would guide and direct you who would lead your ways who would teach you now for that to for that to happen there must be there must be submission hmm. so you have to submit and after submission there's obedience you know how we say okay i want you to take i want you to help me with this i want you to walk with me with this but then we're still holding on So that's that that's how God would that's how God would lead you if you totally surrender totally submit believing and trusting that he's the best advocate he's the best teacher is the best director he's the best guide that you can get he knows more than you know remembering that he already knew you both before you were born or formed so he knows your path he knows what is best for you but the true question is totally totally giving it up to him when he says move move when he says okay Miriam that money is not for clothes right now but I, i'm saying okay lord i'm just going to overlook it yes the color is beautiful i love yellow oh my god lord it's in my eyes and he said child shut your eyes at this meeting and stay take the money and pay the bills mm. and i'm like okay total obedience submission and obedience yes lord and he's like i'll i'll provide for you for that remember he said he will provide everything But right now what I'm providing for you is this right now the needs the necessity and that 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 a lot of times that's what I tell the women as humans we are so interested about our wants but God is very interested about our needs necessities so when you surrender to God God guides you to ne- to the things that are necessary to avoid any kind of shame or any kind of pain or any kind of future tears I like that and I um you know one thing i know for sure of course you know i'm a christian and i believe that like from just listening to um you speak one thing that really stood out to me is that um 
it seems like God is probably the most important piece of, of the puzzle when we are setting goals. So I want to ask you, every year, do you go to God and say, God, these are things that I want to do for the year? And does God guide you? Okay. I like that question. You know why? Because some years ago, that's what I used to do. I used to go and say, God, this is what I want to do. This is it. This is that. But you know, one day the Lord told me, said, what is wrong with you all? You come with, you know how you, you come with a pot full of food and you're asking for more food. Where is the space to keep, to take the new food? Hmm. So I've come with this full pot and it has, the food is cooked, the soup is cooked. And I'm still saying, Lord, fill, put more on it and there's no space for it. So I paused for a moment. I was like, wow, every year I think you need to go empty before God. Yeah. I don't think you need to take your goals to God. I think you actually go, go empty and let God guide you in what he has for you for the year. You see that? That's the difference. So I have come to learn to go empty every year before God and said, God, what is it going to be? What do you want me to do this year? What do you want? What is it? What did you set for me this year? It's not what I said for myself. I can do nothing except through Christ that strengthens me. I don't get myself. A lot of times we can see that every time we go with the goals uh, before God, we never really achieve these goals. So for me, I would always say switch it around. Remember, he's the author of your life. Mm. You set a better goal for yourself than the one who created you, who really knows you and know how you're wired and how you function. That's good. That's the reason why you're not meeting these goals because you're not wired in certain areas of the goals that you're setting for yourself. So I would say, you know, go empty before God every year and said, okay, Father, it's a new, new year. What is 2020? What do you have in 2020 for me? Now begin to give me this so that I can begin. Because once it gives you, so God, when God hands something over to you, when God gives you something, when God prepares you for something, no matter what you face, you're not going to fail because his strength will be sufficient. His grace, I mean, his grace will be sufficient and he will strengthen you. But if you already go with your goals to God, he's like, okay, if you already came with all the goals, you should have had all the strategies. Hmm. I like that. And that means that as women, we should, and this is something that I do. Sometimes I just go before God and say, God, what are you saying? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? And sometimes even when I go, I notice one thing that always happens is sometimes when I go into, go to God with my plan, by the end by the time I'm done praying, the plan has changed immensely. <laughs> okay, I like that. The plan changes. So what's the point of wasting time and energy making a plan when you know that God God is the only one. Remember, he's the only one who had a plan for you. Initially, from beginning, from creation, he said, I know my plans and my thoughts for you. So I've always had a plan for you. So how can your plan, you understand, yes. be relevant when God in already from long before you were conceived now <laughs> he has a plan he knows you so imagine like I said you taking a plan or you taking uh, uh, a manufacturer you're going to tell the manufacturer what is best for what he has produced mm. 
does that make sense? Yeah. So um, I'm very passionate with women. And, and like I said, everything that by the grace of God, he has given me to teach the women or, 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 or empower or educate those women is based on experience. I have set goals. I have taken goals before the Lord. And I will tell you, I never or barely accomplished any of these goals. I did it years over years, years over years, until I have to understand that the one who has the original plan for my life is the one who created me. Mm. So every time something is new, I rather go to that one and say, okay, what you got for this year? What exactly do you want to have me do? And how do I do it? Remember, he's the provider. If he puts a plan, he has made provision. You setting a goal, do you have the means to make the provision? Like, can you provide for those means? Hmm. Do you know the right connection? Do you know the right place to step? Do you know when? Do you know how? How realistic is what you're setting? How, how realistic and how spiritual based? And how is it in alignment with the will of God for your life? So why are you setting something that first you have not seek the creator first? Because remember, it has to always be in alignment with the will of God in your life. So, so what am I setting a goal when I don't have an understanding of what God has for me? That's true. So I have a question. So since you are a, a business consultant and you work with, and you have this wonderful consulting company, Zara, do you, when you are about to sit down with a client or before you sit down with a client, do you consult with God? Of course, I can do nothing till crisis strengthens me. I cannot do anything without the leading and the direction of Christ. Then I wouldn't even be able to do anything for a client. And this is one thing. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am where I am and I'm who I am through Christ. And it is my obligation. Like I said, usually people ask me, I tell them, I'm a faith coach. Everything that you see happening in both Za or Schultz or Folk or any other thing that I do, starts with the foundation of my savior, my Lord Jesus Christ. Now I do understand that then everyone cannot be my client and I cannot serve everyone. And it's totally okay. Because I have found out that without Christ, I can do nothing. And if I have to fulfill purpose, if I have to um, keep uh, work with the mandate that Christ gave me, which is to educate, to empower and to equip, then I must need a lot of wisdom from him. So anytime I have a client, regardless of the field, I ask the Lord to show me and direct me how there's going to be results. Because that's Azar, I got the name Zah from, um, um, from, from inspiration. And Zah means zeal, attitude, and result. That's, ex- that's just what, what Zah stands for, zeal, attitude, and result. Now, if I actually must get results, what is my approach to working with that client? What is best to me that I know is, first of all, presenting things to God. I go with that attitude. My attitude is, Lord, you know this person more than I know this person because you created this person. How best can I help this person? How best can you use me to, to help this person or to work with this person? 
So yes, and I, I don't I don't stop to say it. And sometimes I have people who say they're not gonna work with me and that's fine. That's totally okay. But I cannot hide my identity in my work. Hmm. I like that. And it seems like you have overcame overcome so much. Um, just listening to you speak and listening to you speak about Shaws of Hope and you talk about how important it is for you to help women who are bruised, women who are battered. So I just want to know what are some hurdles that you have, have had, what are some hurdles you had to overcome to get where you are right now? <laughs> Well, you know, the truth of the matter, Abby, is um, if we have to talk about those all those girls, it will take forever. And, you know, there's still hurdles, though. We are not, I'm not, I know it's not over yet. There's still hurdles. So, hey, but I understand that Christ said, even if I go through the, those hurdles, he will be with me. But let's say, for example, I mean, I have gone through, you know, mental, spiritual, physical, all kinds of battering that you can think of, all kinds of, uh, um, all kinds of prosecution that you can think of. I've gone through all kinds of, um, let's say, health challenges that you can think of. I've gotten, I've gotten hurdles of, you know, losing jobs and then just, you know, you got, you got so much, so much, so much. And I have, you know, I've gotten through hurdles that just looking back right now, and I know a lot of women out there will fall in one of these one of these places, you know, one of the sections or, or sector, you know, some are still struggling today, they're single mother, some have been, you know, beaten and battered in relationships or in marriage and have been thrown out, some have been fooled, deceived and, uh, and treated wrong in the place of worship, some are dealing with health challenges, some have children that they're dealing with, they have challenges that they're dealing with, some are seeking, you know, have been accused or been prosecuted wrongly. I mean, it, it, it's it's just a whole, it, it's a lot. And I, you know, and when I when I look at this um, this hurdles like you're talking about, I I always say that um, when God calls you or when He chooses you, He prepares you, and He prepares you with experience. So to me, I'm telling you, I, I know it's kind of funny or some people say it, truly, you know, those hurdles have actually um, helped me understand the office that God has called me for. And when I look at it, um, the Bible says we should count it all joy, you know, when we face a lot of um, issues or trials or temptations or whatever um, things that we go through and face. Do you know, I come to realize that it's, it's a gold process. It's a goal process. So those hurdles to me, uh, it, it's what has refined me to li to live in the purpose that God mm -hmm. has for me. So, I mean, I get a chance to talk about some of these challenges or hurdles in most of the programs that I do or sitting with, with any woman one-on-one and just use these words or these hurdles as an encouragement of a process of a goal that God is bringing out of the refinery. I like that. I like that. So a good way to be or a good position to be is to allow God to use the situations that you go through in life to refine you, to beautify you, um, 
you know, one of my favorite scriptures is that he gives you beauty for ashes. Yeah. That despite of what you go through and despite of what you face, you may think that it's gonna hurt you, you may think that it's gonna break you, but it's actually refining you and redefining your beauty. It's actually reestablishing who you are as a person. And I just love that. And um, that's one of the reasons why I had to sit down and speak with you because I know that you have, one, you are an amazing person and I just love what you do. And I love your heart for women. And I love that you like bringing women in and mentoring them so they could get to the place that they're supposed to be in life. And not only do you guide them spiritually, but you guide them in the business aspect. And I think that's the best of both worlds because you know what you're talking about spiritually and you know what you're talking about when it comes to business. And I feel like um, a lot of women will benefit from hearing your story and will benefit from just following you and, and seeing what you do and seeing how you allow God to lead you despite of the, the, I'm sure that being led by God is not always a comfortable thing. <laughs> you could tell me about that. It's, it's never a comfortable thing. And um, let me also add, like, you know, when we're talking about the huddles, one thing that I've come to learn is always be positive regardless the types or the huddles that you face. Now, always ask what the positive um, message is in the huddle. A lot of times when we have go through huddles, we are already upset. We are already frustrated. We are already, you know, we, we have already thought about all the negative things that could have happened. We already thought about all the negative attacks where they're coming from. Uh, but the truth of the matter is this, if you stay positive, if your mind is open and said, okay, God, is this a lesson? Is this a test? Is this, you should be able to, you understand, and, and keep your mind open. Yes. It's one interesting thing I usually say, every time we're praying for the mountain to move, but do you know that there's some mountains that we have to jump over? Yeah. Do you know that there's some mountains that would not move? We have to move. We have to jump over it. We have to, you know, cross it up. We have to pass it. It has to go behind us. And there's some mountains that will dissolve. Now, so whatever hurdles you find yourself, understanding who you are in Christ, I think the thing you should do is inquiring from God, this mount or this hurdle before me, God, what do you have? Is it something you're trying to teach me so that I'm not looking for a way to divert and run over it? What exactly is the message in the host in the huddle? What exactly is the insight in the huddle? What is the lesson? What is the what is the wisdom here? What are you trying to to make me see or understand or know? Because whatever he he has in a huddle is part of those goodies for the future. I like that. I think that's, 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 that's it right there. Whatever is in the hurdle, it, it, 
whatever you have to overcome is something that will help you in the future. So I love that. And one thing, one question that I always love to ask on this podcast is if you could speak to your 18 year old self, what would you tell her? (laughs) If I could speak to my 18 year old self, what would I tell her? You know, I'll tell her, just thank God that he saved you from all your foolishness at 18. And you can have the opportunity now at this age to look back and say, I did not lose my life or my mind without knowing you when I was 18. I think that's good. So guys, you heard it. Oh my gosh, I absolutely love this. And I I, I feel so refreshed talking about even my approach, how I'm how I'm approaching my my goal setting. One, I'm looking at my person. <laughs> One, I'm looking at God first, right? Yeah. And I'm going to God empty-handed, probably well, probably not empty-handed, probably with a blank sheet of paper and a pen. And I'm asking God to show me what He has for me in this year, even to the to be so specific and say, God, what do you have for me in this month of January? Not only that, I'm taking into account my personality type and based on the color code, I'm taking into account my personality type and seeing how I approach my goals better. So if I'm a white personality type, then I know that I need to have a strict schedule so I can stay on it. If I'm a I'm a blue personality type, so I know that I, I I just don't need to be too hard on myself because blue personality types they set goals that will accomplishment accomplish it. It's just sometimes they will put too much pressure on themselves when trying to uh, go after something. I do know red personality types they are power driven when they set a goal they set it and they hit it every time their emotions don't get in the way but they do what they're supposed to do and I appreciate you um, Miriam for coming on today and I just want to know do you have a word to say do you have something to say to any woman out there that may need encouragement I would just like to, to let any woman out there listening to us today on this podcast and, and, you know, now or in the future, you are uniquely made by God. There is no two of you. Don't waste your time or your energy trying to compete or be like anyone. Every time you do that, you drain yourself and you derail yourself from God's plan and purpose for your life. The Lord has created you uniquely, specifically, for a purpose that only you can fulfill on earth. I'd rather you seek God. I'd rather you, 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 you let him lead you into that plan, into that purpose that he has for you. And I also want to encourage you, if you're listening to me, long before people's opinion of you, God had, has a purpose for you. God is not a God of reasoning. He is a God of purpose. So on your existence on earth is purposeful. It's not by reasoning. It's not by science. It's not by anything, but by God's divine purpose that he created you 
just trust in God regardless of the situation or the circumstances. He never fails and he has never changed. Stay encouraged and watch God do marvelous things in your life 2020. I love that. So how do the people connect with you? Well, you can connect with me on um, our email as shawlsofhope at gmail.com. If you want to, you can send me an email and you can give me your contact. We could, um, or you can ask me any questions and we'll be glad to reach you. And also as time goes on, we're on Facebook, Shoals of Hope. We're on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook also. Um, we're working on our other um, so, um, platforms, Medium. We're working on that. And on that's come. you can also find us on, um, I think we have a YouTube, we have a, a YouTube uh, page. Also, Shoals of Hope. You can find us there. And also, you can follow us in any of these platforms and you would find out when we'll have our programs and our women empowerment programs. There will also be um, a, a, a platform for you to connect with us. That's awesome. So, beautiful women, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for joining in today. And I pray that you learned something powerful today. You know, this is the Rebranded Woman Podcast, the podcast that wants women to be whole, to be healed, and to be free. When we talk about being whole, when we talk about being free, when we talk about being healed, we don't just talk about the spiritual aspect, but we talk about spiritual, physical, emotional, every aspect. And we also try to present knowledge and facts and bring women to you that will help you grow, help you understand that they overcame and you too can overcome. So until next time, it's your girl, Abigail Sunday, and I am signing out. God bless and have a wonderful week.